Welcome to today's podcast. Today we're going to be meeting the judges for the Domestic Cleaning Business Industry Awards coming up and we've got Keith Hennebel from MBT Property Management. Keith, tell us more. Tell us about MBT. What is it? What do you do? Tell us about it. Hi, okay, so I'm Keith and yeah, this is MBT Property Management. We started about seven years ago, uh, for literally from nothing. Uh, I've done several years in other industries and my partner was working for another lady doing housekeeping and her business went down the pan. So we decided to set up ourselves uh, with literally no idea what I was doing. It sort of expanded from there. Why did you pick cleaning? I've got, like I said, a background in the ambulance and in the military. So cleaning was part of those roles. And I quite enjoy it, to be fair. Uh, it's quite challenging and it's quite satisfying. And it's really good for my personal mental health. Love it. Brilliant. And so you started up. How did you start up? So where the business uh, my partner was working for went down the, the pan, we literally came up with a name, which was originally uh, the initials of Beck, my partner, her mum, Teresa, and her sister, Millie. That's how it originally started. But they didn't really put the working, and then we started all together. Um, she used to look after a huge host house in Goudhurst in Kent, which sleeps 42 people. When we took that over, uh, we found out it was being advertised with a, a large national agent. So we went and introduced ourselves, and uh, yeah, we got recommended from there on and grew massively rather quickly. And you specialise in holiday lets, don't you? Yes, we only do holiday lets. We don't do commercial cleaning. We don't do anything else. No domestics as such. Holiday lets because it's quite a different beast altogether um, to anything else. You have to be on call all day, every day, 365 days a year. Even though we do tell them that we close at Christmas, Boxing Day and New Year's Day, they don't seem to uh, understand that. Um, so, yeah, and with that... This will be my first holiday next week in the seven years that we've uh, started. Yay. I'm letting it go. <laughs> and you say it's quite a different beast. A lot of people listening to this will go, well, why is it so different to clean, you know, a two bed apartment compared to a two bed house? Let's say, why is it such a different beast? OK, so one of the things cleaners will always see is there's different sections, domestics, there is end of tenancy, there is... Um, orders, cleans, all sorts of stuff. They've all got personal stuff inside. With holiday lets, they're a mixture of domestic and end of tenancy because when you do the clean, it, you have to make the incoming guest almost imagine no one else has been there. So it's very deep clean. All nooks and crannies are cleaned, ovens, everything's included. It's really quite difficult. But at the same time, you've got things like linen and sundries and uh, a million other things to think about, plus maintenance on top. Goodness, wow. so that, that can add an extra opportunity in there, can't it? It has indeed. Well, for us, this is what, what has happened with us. We originally started as housekeepers and we've grown into a property management side of things uh, where distance owners have asked us to take on jobs, for example, getting chimneys swept or fire safety certificates, electricians or gas boilers. And we've now grown a massive network of tradespeople. So we can offer that to our owners. And our latest sort of venture was linen hire um, because linen is a big part of the industry. And most people want white, um, clean, crisp linen. Knowing the guests that we have, unfortunately, sometimes it doesn't stay that way. And it's the cost of replacement. Whereas where we now do linen hire, they don't have that cost involved to them. It's all brought to us. So we take away that issue for them as well. So it's all about problem solving. 
So does this mean you've got like a commercial laundry? What When you say linen hire, what is it that you specifically are doing? Okay, so for us ourselves, we've outsourced to a linen hire company. Um, the reason being is we were going to build a, a commercial laundry. However, current climate, electricity, rents doesn't make it as financially viable as I would want it to. So that's passed on to a large company. However, with the rates that they have, I still make on it as well. Um, so I've got my pricing right. The owners get their pricing, but it's still cheaper than outsourcing to a laundrette, for example. Plus, by outsourcing to them, I have my evenings, weekends, and stuff like that on top. It makes a big difference. It's about life balance, isn't it? hundred percent. When we first started, everything was done by us. So we would do the cleaning, come home, get the laundry done. And I could be up to maybe one in the morning doing laundry and getting it ready for the next changeover. And to hand it over was quite a big thing because it needs to be pristine. However, getting that time back, I cannot put a price on it. So where are you going on holiday, I guess, is the most important question. Yeah, we're going off to Sunday Greece. We're going to Coz, uh, to a lovely hotel. It even has a mini jacuzzi on the balcony. And is it going to be sunny? Is it sunny in November? Yeah, already checked the weather. Um, so the top temperatures are around about 24, 25, um, and around about 15 to 19 of an evening. So really nice. Lovely. And are you going to check it for cleanliness when you get there? <laughs> I might even be a bit bored and have to pop down to the laundry and just see if they need a hand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so we do that wherever we go, unfortunately. It's something you can't take away. Um, yeah, we've been to places, say, for example, Somerset went to somewhere. It was lovely. It was absolutely cleanliness-wide. It was amazing. But there was still a cobweb. But we understand that they appear out of nowhere. But, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, there was something. I knew there would be. <laughs> you know, I make a point not to look. What do you do, Diane? I, I now, I don't, I think, do you know what? It's not worth it. I'm going to find something if I try. How about I don't try? <laughs> I'm the same. I try not to look, apart from the fact I always clean the remote control and the light switches. Um, so most importantly, Keith, right, you're here because mm. you're a judge for the awards this year. And, and that came with a bit of a sting in the tail. You didn't get to enter, did you? So, uh... No. So last year we did consider entering. However, I was still at that point where we were quite busy. So I just missed it ultimately. But then this year I thought, because I love helping people. So by being a judge, it will really give me an avenue to look at and see how I can actually help people on top of what they're already doing. And when you say help people, what 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 do you find people need the most help with? What is it you do? We get a lot of contact from other businesses around the country, strangely enough, because um, they do see stuff on our Instagram or our Facebook. And they ask us and say, well, you guys really seem to have it together. I think what they don't realise, we're a bit of duck on water sometimes. So it looks calm, but it's not always that. But I love helping people grow their business when they don't have the confidence or in something that's great. I can see it's great. I just need to give them the belief that they're great because um, we didn't have that. We just sort of bumbled along. But I love helping people to sort of push that a little bit more. Uh, I think Diane and I would agree. That's one of the nicest things about working with businesses. Yeah. And we have a holiday like cleaning category this year as well, don't we? So. We do. I think I think that might have come down to me a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Diane, you weren't part of the meeting. Keith was like, we totally need a holiday let cleaning. There's a lot of businesses. Airbnb and these short-term holiday lets have really rocketed since the pandemic, haven't they? 
they have massively. The market currently is quite oversaturated. So it's difficult if you only have one or two Airbnbs or holiday lets to look after because they're not all getting as many bookings this year because they, they, the market's so saturated. Whereas we cover, we've got about 30 to 40 and we focus on large properties. So they really are financially more viable for us. But with that on top, it will change again next year. Definitely. It'll be post-pandemic um, kind of booking, but at the same time, with the cost of living, people are doing last minute. So it's it's a bit of a struggle, but it still works really well and it is extremely worthwhile. So Keith, let me ask, obviously the demand for holiday lets around the UK during the pandemic shot through the roof. What's happened now and what do you expect to happen in the future? For uh, post-pandemic initially, where people couldn't go abroad, the UK became saturated with people jumping on the bandwagon because everyone wanted to still go away. I feel like they've gone away, but couldn't. Then the European and further field, you know, the long haul market opened up. So people started going more abroad. So that's left a saturated market. However, at the same time, there is still those that still love to stay in the UK and will always do so. But with the cost of living crisis now, what we're finding this year is as more last minute bookings, literally within days of them going away. Whereas the just after the pandemic, our books were completely full. There was no gaps in any booking systems at all. So we could see exactly when a house was changing over and know for a fact that that wouldn't change. Whereas now we get gaps maybe of a week, but then there might be two bookings slip in there overnight and it happens. And then we've got to react to that quite quickly. Um, we had one yesterday, for example, because we, we know we're going away, we decided, oh, well, there's a couple of empty houses that haven't had bookings for a while. Let's get them done and cleaned. Then if any last minutes come in, we don't have to have an issue with it. Uh, the owner rang me yesterday and said, oh, my God, I've got a last minute and they're coming in today. I said, that's fine. The girls are on the way. And literally, whilst on the phone, the girls pulled into the house and she went, now that is responsive. <laughs> which I know. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen all the time, is it? But that's what's good. No. But- so what are you looking for from the applicants for these awards, in particularly like the Holiday Let Award? Because that's one of the three big ones, Best Holiday Let Cleaning Company, which clearly cannot be you. Um, what do you, what kind of things do you think the, the winner of it, what would you expect to see? So across the board, um, not just the Holiday Let sector, I am probably looking for driving enthusiasm is two main factors. The ability to problem solve, because... It's not all about the successes to me. It's also about the, the failures, but how did they deal with that failure? I find those give you more information um, and see how they've responded to it, which is something that we pride ourselves on because we do fail on occasion, but it's how you respond to that failure. And it's not a negativity. It is a learning curve, but it's not a negativity. But yeah, driving enthusiasm, definitely. And also innovation. What are they doing different? Now, you asked a quite specific question, um, if you remember, casting your mind back within this. Yeah. And you, you wanted to know who specifically or oh, which big houses they had on their books. So you almost wanted some quite specific details on the holiday let sector. Why did you want to go so specific on this one? For me, I like to know how businesses run because with even though we're judging, we can still learn as well. And I want to know what other businesses are doing and how, like I said, how they deal with things um, and what makes them different, what makes them special. Because we know in our area that we've been told on several occasions, there is no other business like you. 
um, which is a nice comment to have, but also puts us in massive demand. And uh, yeah, it's difficult. But I just want to know why other businesses are different, how they started, what they want to do, what's their vision for the future? Because I can learn from them as well. So I'm going to turn this around on you, Keith. If somebody said mm-hmm. to you, what makes you guys special? How would you answer the question? So what makes us special? We are a one-stop shop for any holiday let owner. They literally do not have to go anywhere else bar us. We have in the past uh, managed the property fully to the point we marketed it if they want us to. They can have a hands-off approach completely or they can be as involved as they want to be. But either way, customer service is paramount. How we educate them on what we do and what is viable is quite important. So, and we, I think we do quite well with it. I, I had a quote today that I've literally just done. I haven't given her a price, but her words were, I am definitely going with you. And I haven't even given the price. So yeah, that's, I think that's what makes us special. And do you think a lot of people make that mistake? They think, oh, they're not going with me because of my price. And it's like, it has nothing to do with your price. Yeah, I I think massively. So with price wise, I think a lot of people underestimate. We did it ourselves initially. And that was one of our pitfalls that we dealt with quite early on. However, at the same time, we didn't lose the customers by increasing the prices. We were honest and said, look, completely messed this up. This is what it should have been. We've been charging all this time. We'll take the hit, but this is now your new price. And they were brilliant. All accepted it. Same with VAT and everything else. When we jumped that, we went through the same nerve-wracking moment of pressing that button to send the email. We lost no one at all. Because I feel that we've got such a good relationship. And what we do with our owners is we build a relationship with them. Not the agents, not anyone else, the owner, because they know that our contract ultimately is with them. So whatever they want, we will deal with, um, no matter what the agent says. Yeah. And if you were to give tips to someone that was starting out or wanted to start out in holiday lets, would would that be one of the biggest tips? (laughs) Huge. So two things to definitely get right. Relationship with the owner, 100%. And be transparent with everything that you can do and what you can't do. Be as helpful as you can and ultimately get your pricing right. And if you ever need to help with pricing, give me a shout. I'm open with all my prices. So yeah, ask other businesses. There is no other business around in the country that I would see as competition. I see every business as a networking and learning opportunity because we're all in it. There is more than enough work. If you get on with people, it will be to your benefit. I love what you said there, Keith, about educating the client. I see a lot, um, because I am a property investor as well as a cleaning business, of people talking about cleaners for their holiday lets and service accommodation. And I'm like, it's not a cleaner you're looking for. It's a it's a different service. Um, and yeah, you obviously get that and can educate them. Yeah, indeed. It's, it's as you say, it is it is a cleaner they want. It's a housekeeper, which is again slightly different on top, but it's having that consistency as well one other thing to add on for the holiday thing is definitely it will take over your life you need to build up slowly but confidently take on your quality staff because if you don't you will be working seven days a week 365 days a year (laughs) it is that demanding we get it Keith we've we've been there (laughs) and we support other businesses to get out of that pit as well and sometimes absolutely have you gone through the stage where you've had to just, we've we've done it where we've just lost business, where we've said no more, I'm not taking any more jobs on or I've had to cancel those ones if your staffing isn't right? 
Have you got to oh, absolutely 100%. 100%. We we did it um post pandemic. So we uh, pre pandemic we had probably 60 houses um and we were going every avenue of Kent. We would go from where we are in Ashford it's quite central and it's about an hour maximum to get to any side of Kent and we went everywhere. Then we realised quite quickly, oh my God, we are not going to cope because we lost so many staff over COVID. So we had to let some houses go. It was heartbreaking for me because I don't like letting business go. But we made that decision. And it was the best decision we made. We contracted for a short period, but now we're growing again. And, you know, where we're growing now, all the mistakes we had made right at the beginning, they've gone. So sometimes to contract actually helps you expand. I love it. Right, Keith, uh, Diane has an important question for you. <laughs> I'm going to ask it for her here. Uh, why did you join the DCBM? That's quite an easy one, to be fair. And I think I've covered a lot of that in what we've answered already is when we started, we had no idea what we were doing. Uh, we've learned all everything that we do on the way um, from pricing to regulations, HMRC forms. There's so much in the business that you don't realise. When I left the ambulance service, I was running 12 to 16 hour days sometimes and it was it was tiring. I thought, start my own business, we would make our own hours. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't do. So the DCBN helped sort of consolidate it and it was nice to see that there was a trade association that wasn't specific to say commercial cleaning or carpet cleaning or anything there wasn't really anything i'd seen about um for more the domestic market which is kind of what we do in holiday lights it's commercial cleaning in a domestic environment so just by seeing the groups on facebook and actually joining and seeing the benefits that it got it, it was it was no brainer really and for us for less than an hour's wage to one of the girls per month i've got all of the information i can ask anybody anything i've got you guys if necessary um there's forms there's discounts there's, there's so much and a great group as well obviously perfect perfect well thank you very very much keith i look forward to seeing it now when you're judging it's all anonymous isn't it you don't get to see who it is and i know from our last judges meeting it got quite heated at times there's a lot of uh, big opinions in the judges this year passion there's a lot of passion isn't there so it's not as easy as you think is it when you were coming up with your judging categories I think you guys thought you were just going to walk in and it was just going to be easy it was tougher than you thought wasn't it oh massively the, even just the questions um to, to differentiate between certain sectors it was really difficult and have you got any idea what's coming up when you get to see the applicants no but I'm looking forward to it. a bit excited to be fair I want to see all this hard work and everything else. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited about it. So uh, yeah, it'll be amazing. Absolutely amazing. And it all all entrants will be worthwhile and worthy of it. But I, unfortunately, we have to pick winners sometimes. So yeah, but I think just the effort alone will be inspirational. It's such a chance to celebrate the industry, isn't it? Ah, hugely. Absolutely hugely. Well, thank you very, very much. It's a pleasure, as always, to speak to you, Keith. And I look forward to seeing the results when you've been through all those applications. Yeah.